There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and a huge welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America, and uh, love the opportunity on a Friday afternoon to talk with you, or whenever you're listening to this, because it may not be uh, purely that you listen to it on a Friday. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the 12 pillars of business growth with uh, my friend Rupert Honeywood. Uh, before we do that, I want to say a huge thank you to Laura McInerney, and you know, I hope um, for those of you who listened to the interview on the power of surveys that you know, if you've got a business that you um, you know really had a thought last week, a few thoughts as to you know how could we incorporate um, some surveying into what we do because uh, Laura's made a really amazing business out of surveying and out of blogging, and. Um, it's it's adding a huge amount of value there. You even discussed how it's impacting uh, governmental policy over here. Um, but I thought it was just just an interesting um, idea to just do these sort of snap surveys regular with customers, share the uh, entire kind of uh, feedback that you get, so they gain the benefit of that information as well, and it helps you build a nice a nice relationship, uh, much better than just purely purely blogging. So. As I say, we're going to talk about the 12 pillars of business growth. And yeah, for anybody who is in business, um, has their own businesses, particularly those who've started their own business, you'll know that um, you know, building a business is, can be quite difficult. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, really you get to discover yourself, don't you? And you want to get to understand more about yourself and your abilities and your frailties and uh, and I have to say, in my work, when I spend a lot of time working with business owners in these uh, these stages, helping them understand themselves, helping the people understand themselves uh, better, helping them uh, come together and build amazing cultures and things like that, um, what you realise is that there is just so much you have to do uh, to be uh, to be successful in a business. And actually, we're not all good at everything. We need other people, uh, and therefore, you know, going through these challenges and and um, generating all this learning, I think it it really helps to have experts to guide you through the process and Rupert Honeywood is um, is brilliant at this he, he has a system called the 12 pillars which we're going to talk about today now Rupert joined the show um, a year about a year ago now and um, over that time he, he initially talked to me about um, about his sales systems uh, utilizing LinkedIn and and actually I started utilizing that system myself and found it very beneficial and I think what I've um, discovered over the the last year is that um, is that Rupert and I have got really quite complementary skills, and I've developed um, a very very good friendship with him, and uh, a really good working relationship. We've been actually been doing some things together, which have been lovely, and I really have come to really trust Rupert and trust his wisdom and his knowledge. And I really admire, as I say, his complementary talents. He's the CEO and founder of Business Growth Bureau, and. You know, like myself, he loves working with directors and leaders to help them grow their businesses at an accelerated weight. And he does those um, built on some really solid foundations. And I think with Rupert, his brilliance shines in his, his technical um, and you know deep thinking around the, the component aspects of business growth. He's brilliant when it comes to systems, finance, research, innovation, uh, whereas my own expertise, I think, is particularly strong around people, cultural aspects, developing leaders, teams, those sorts of things. So I think when we've had the opportunity recently to work together, it's been a really powerful combination and to, uh, to help clients. Now, Business Growth Bureau, are mem- members, they benefit from a facilitated workshop program. It's called Your 12 Pillars for Growing You and Having a Successful Business. And they help leaders uh, through business and life challenges to seek out opportunities in a very supportive framework. You know, that if people choose to be can involve being with other leaders and CEOs who can also act as your advisory board. So, you know, a big welcome to my friend Rupert Honeywood. Yes, hello, yes, Chris. Chris. Thanks so, 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 so much. So, so, I really appreciate um, your it, um, your very kind words said there. 
and uh, obviously really enjoyed working with you, especially over the last few months and uh, weeks on uh, different projects and really seeing how your skills um, really shine through when working with clients and uh, the difference uh, that you make. Thank, thank you, Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, now we've been kind to each other. I, one thing I love That's about right. you and I... There's $50 or £50 notes, also <laughs> did a good job. <laughs> There's one thing I look. Rupert and I were recently in with a client, and and Rupert uh, pointed something out about um, about us, which I I really liked and, and made us smile. And he said, um, you know, Chris and I are, uh, you know, we're respectfully rude to each other. Uh, and I just thought that was brilliant because I I I, I, I can be a little bit rude to you and sort of wanted to get <laughs> my, my points across, but it's all meant respectfully. And I just thought that was a a beautiful articulation, really. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much to the that Chris. Uh, us Brits tend to be a bit reserved sometimes, so it's uh, it's quite fun. I think when you can have a bit of a banter and a joke with uh, someone you work very closely with, and also happen to really like. <laughs> so, so, so tell us, it's been it's been a year since you've been on the show, and as I said last time, you were talking about this, you know, great system you developed to generate sales via LinkedIn, and uh, I, I was intrigued and started utilising that system myself, and, and generated some work through that. So, thank you, Rupa. I really appreciated appreciated uh, the opportunity to work with you on that. And and, and obviously I know, because we know each other, that your, your, your business has adapted into other areas over the last year. And I just wonder, you know, what, why that is and, and what the business really entails now. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for asking the question. It, it's really interesting. And in fact, I think um, the listeners of the show might find it very useful itself because uh, Business Growth Bureau originally was formed about five, six years ago because we wanted to work with directors of companies or leaders of companies to help them to really grow, as, uh, as Chris, you've already uh, stated. Um, and uh, that was predominantly based around the uh, what we class the social selling pr- blueprint, lead generation, prospect nurturing, and are helping our clients get more sales. But what we've found is in the area we uh, operate in, it's become much more of a commoditized type of service and um, we love to make a big difference, but what we're not really doing is about pricing our way down to the bottom to the lowest common denominator. Um, we always want to serve a client really well, and if anything, over-deliver, um, so that people, you know, feel enhanced, uh, you know, it, it really enjoy the relationship. Um, and what we decided to do is we looked at certain aspects of our business and realized that actually... Um, that certain parts also need a bit of adaption, but also it's about going back to your why, which actually ties in really with the 12 pillars. And I realized that part of what I was doing, I wasn't enjoying so much because there was a slight misalignment because I actually like getting quite deep relationships with directors and leaders of uh, companies and organizations um, and really find out what makes them tick. And I, I love seeing how people's faces and lives are transformed when you've been able to make a fundamental difference. So with that in mind, about three months ago, we made a bit of a decision to, in effect, a bit of a pivot. We took the core bits of what we were already doing and working really well, uh, kept those. And what we did is focus much more about areas which I'm particularly passionate about, which is really about training, mentoring, and coaching and, and providing support through our own, uh, you know, through a sort of what we class the breakthrough boardrooms and teams and so on. Uh, and so it's been a big shift. We're still offering the original service, but in reality, it's more by request and it's more now about, as it were, almost getting deep and dirty with uh, our clients and, uh, you know, be able to uh, help them into excel in, in whatever they're really passionate about, both at a personal extent, but also at a business level as well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, well I think... Uh you know what? What I, you know, I experienced with that system that you done. It, it was a system that is kind of replicable by others. But I think what you do is you you bring so much more extra value into that journey around growing growing businesses. So, you know, it makes you know probably uh, you know quite a few people out there, even without some um, you know great business experience that you have, uh, could could replicate a system like that. I think what you brought was all sorts of intelligence to it and also i think you know you were one of the first out there doing it so you know you uh, you know, have enormous credibility i think it was quite interesting you and i were chatting that actually you you, you when you made that that particular system 
uh, you kind of downgraded it in terms of your priorities, you actually suddenly found more people wanted to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's literally this moment we went out to the world. We had two clients suddenly come on board overnight, so which uh, which is very nice. And actually, we still we got a lot of uh, potential new clients coming through now. So it's still very much part of what we do. And in fact, it even ties in very well with a couple of the pillars which we talked about today. Um, but uh, yes, it's still extremely relevant, if if not more relevant. It's just that. Uh, I, I want to make a much deeper difference at a personal level, and also the people we work with. We want to have a have a fundamental help them to fundamentally change better for the future, as it were. Excellent. Well, well you mentioned the pillars, and when I think of pillars, I think about you know, my my um, my trip to Rome and these uh, you know amazing marble pillars on these ancient ancient temp- temples, and uh, you know, so I've got this. Um, this you know, idea in my head about what um, what these pillars, what a pillar is, um, you know, it's something that provides an you know an incredible foundation for you know for a roof for a, a building in those uh, those kind of instances, and therefore you know I think we're we're talking about the kind of the fundamentals, aren't we? The, the, the you know the key elements that um, if you if you build those um, foundations and have these pillars in place then it enables you to you know to grow something significant so you know do you want to talk to us about what those sort of significant pillars are just very very top line and then yeah we'll have the chance to chat about them all i'm sure but then i'll ask you a few questions and and you know we'll, we'll get into a bit more detail if you could just overview that would be brilliant yeah, of course i'd be delighted to do that uh, well first of all there's 12 pillars and pillars are there basically because as you say about building solid foundations but it's also because they're a very strong for fi- find provide a very strong form of structural support and they, they're, they're designed to be there um, a, a long time so very quickly um, the first two pillars are based around your why and your motivation because clearly the you know you need, you need everything needs to start from you as a person or me as a person then your personal five-year plan so that's the first two pillars and then the other ten are based around everything to do with your business development and growth so it's your five-year business plan uh, your brand assets your products your markets, your marketing plan, which includes things like uh, the social selling blueprint, which we've just been talking about just now, your board leaders and teams, your systems, um, your finance, i.e. knowing your numbers and your planning around that, building assets, i.e. your your intellectual property, and fundamentally are everything around uh, scalability as well. So that's like a headline uh, overview, if that is helpful. Excellent. So when you mentioned there about marketing plans, does that... So that also includes a sales plan as well, does it? Uh, yeah, yeah it, it definitely. It also includes, you've obviously got marketing and your marketing plan, and it would include things like your the psychographics of your customers and demographics and segmentation and all those type of good things in terms of trying to understand how to find your ideal clients in the first place and then being able to put strategies in, in place which you know yield and generate those type of res, uh, results that you're wanting to achieve for your business. Thanks. Well, I, I love the way we you, you start the the process off with with you because I, I, I well all the years I've kind of worked in this sort of space around people I, I always tell people it starts with you and I think it's it's often it's often the you and who you are that gets in the way and people get in the way of themselves don't they uh, and uh, I think I think it's very important to go on that you know deep exploration of yourself first and find out what you you know who you are what you want and where you're going is that is that what you mean by you uh yes it is and uh, it's interesting because actually one of the big things that comes up a lot is uh, around uh, what we class as self-sabotage as well Mm. because you know uh, there's lots of things we do throughout our life as well where things might be going swimmingly well and then something we almost self-sabotage what is working well and do something completely different it might be through a personal relationship or sudden change direction and, and breaking something that's already working, um, as it were. Or it could be just not being very strong in having conversations. So you, it perhaps your, your mind or your consciousness gets in the way and it's holding you back. And, of course, at a personal level, that could be a challenge. But in a business context, it can be even more serious. Um, so, the, the, you know, what drives you? What is your motivation, your strengths, your core purpose, your flow, your happiness? your spirituality, you know, your family and friends and ecosystem, you know, what's important for the people that work around you and live around you it is, it is, you know, it's really important to understand that and get that working really well. Well, I think that's, that's interesting. I think about my own life and how you know, I had very, very 
busy, um, very, very busy small business with about 25 people at the time um, when my first child was born. And, and I think what I realized at that point was that, you know, okay, we we're going for further and further growth. And I was you know, home away from home three, four nights a week. And and it suddenly dawned on me that there were other things in my life at that time that were really important. I was going to miss my children growing up for a start. So made a fundamental decision at that point to do something different. Um, so I think, well, we'll talk about it more after the break because I think it's really important that uh, you get your, you know, you, you do ask these questions because you might go on, you know, go on a massive uh, growth strategy and then find yourself um, living apart from your family. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, you know, those things that are actually more most dear for, to you um, are, the, are the things you end up losing in pursuit of something that actually was a secondary priority. So have a quick chat about that after the break. Um, but um, in the meantime, we're going to go to commercial break and we'll just be back with you in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Rupert Honeywood. We're talking about the 12 pillars of business growth. And I just want to uh, just touch briefly on that uh, personal development plan, because I think this is very important. And I think one of the, my observations from doing this work, Rupert, is and, and work also the work we've done together is that, you know, we have we have um, you know, personal motivations. We've got families. We've got other parts of our life that we want to ensure don't suffer when we're maybe building and and growing a business uh, and but one of the things that is very interesting i think is when you've got founding partners is that you've both got this different microcosm and you might want different things and i think this is uh, something that's really important to explore isn't it to make sure that you get you know, if there's two of you or three of you or even four of you you want to make sure that you've got some, uh, you know, a consistency between you about what you actually want so you can all head up in one direction. Is that your take on it as well? Yes, no, it is. It's interesting because I think if most of us look at our individual sort of life partners, as it were, you, you think actually you're perhaps very much the same. You know, it may be on the surface you are, but actually quite often people are very different. And certainly that's the same with my wife uh, and myself um, in fact at some senses we're almost polar opposites but we sort of provide a balance somewhere somewhere uh, amongst that but the fundamental thing is is this is you know great affection and love as it were you have for each other but also you know talk about your five-year plan is you know what ultimately what you what do you want as your 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 plan you know what what do you want as part of your roadmap your legacy and 
what are you going to put in place to help build the support around you and also your family? Um, and, and five years can sound like a very long time, but actually if you have a, like an end a goal in mind, there's a much greater chance you're actually going to achieve that destination. Whereas in reality, what happens, you know, we all are guilty, we perhaps can end up by drifting. But if we, if we know what that final goal is, then of course you perhaps make that an aim or a, a goal or a target and you're much likely to achieve what you want for you and your your family. Uh, but again, that type needs time really what's important for your own personal why, but also in a, in a sense with your wife or, or husband, as it were, or uh, children and so on, it's about trying to understand them as well and make sure their needs are met as well. Definitely. I, I find it quite, I find it very helpful in my past actually to, to go a bit further out than that and actually just... Uh, you know, take a piece of paper and take a point. I, I remember first doing this when I was 28 and I, I wrote this, um, wrote down what life would be like when I was 40. And because it was 12 years away and I was never ever going to be that old. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now look, look on that, wishing I was still 40. Um, uh, I could be, you know, I could be a bit crazy and, you know, write things which at that time seemed crazy. But in reality, um, over a 12 year period, they, uh, they they kind of manif- manifested themselves really. Um, it wasn't um, you know ever so specific, but just having that point of direction. And it was just just uncanny when twelve years later I took the piece of paper out and 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 that's the direction I'd headed in. So it is important, isn't it, to to take the time to do that. So definitely. So you do. So you create um you you create a, a plan with it. You know, five years is a is a helpful time scale. Could be could be further out if you wanted to. That get that direction and and with your partners, if you've got partners in the business, get that direction or the leaders. So um, other things. Then we move we move into the next kind of kind of area from away from you. And you're looking at your business now. And um, one of the things you say you should look at are your brand assets. What do you mean by them? Uh, well, brand assets is really about your vision and values, um, your mission, your culture. Uh, your look and feel and your ambassadors. Um, now, Chris, obviously, with your background and things like that, of course, you live and breathe this stuff all the time when working with clients. And um, it obviously has a massive impact uh, on the leaders and teams you work with. But actually, it's also very outward facing as well. It's about how your clients and potential customers see you and also potential uh, sponsors or partners or associates. Um, and really, it's really important that those, you know, values, as it were, and the mission and culture, they, they're not just within you, but also they're there amongst the whole organization. Uh, so people can buy uh, totally into you um, uh, as a, a business. Uh, and there's another surprise one there, possibly, which is really about uh, your ambassadors, because I've personally grown, you know, very successful business before. By ambassador could be on one hand a big partner or partners you get on board to help and promote you and the other way around where you support them, you know, business partners. Um, but equally, they could be literally thousands of people individually that you've got some form of relationship with, which actually is totally bought into you and your organization um, and mission, vision, etc., but also love what you do. And they out the outside will you know, sell you from within, and it's it's not necessarily talking about our monetary value here. It's talking about, you know, again, it's it's actually inherent with that within them. They believe in your core proposition to such an extent they become almost evangelists for you and your organisation, and that we regard those almost part of your brand assets because you know if you get everything else well aligned, uh, your ambassadors could be out there, you know, really promoting what you're doing, and of course that can also help considerably accelerate. Uh, the growth of your business at the same time. Uh, excellent. They, they, they might even have an online radio show. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Now, now I think about it, and I'm one of your brand assets. I hadn't considered that before. Um, but um, I think, yeah, and that's interesting. That you know, vision values of the of the company, and uh, of course, when you're doing that personal um, piece, you've got to understand your own personal vision and values, and then obviously ideally there's some alignment and purpose there's some alignment between that and and the company that you you found or established alternatively the the company that you choose to join if you're an employee you may want to you're going to be joining companies with vision values and their own purpose and you've got to be able to buy into those at a, at a deep level uh, too so how the next um point so we, we identify our brand assets and we we take care of them and i wonder how do you best 
then um, you, you look at your products, don't you? And uh, and you know you probably got some products you that you already offer, but in a little bit like yourself, and I guess through this planning process, you might decide to maybe extend that range or contract it. So there's a there's a whole piece is that to, to to really drill down into what you offer. Uh, yes, that's right. And uh, for example, that may be broken down into several different areas. So in order to be able to create the right type of product to the market, you know, research can be really important. It doesn't have to be formal market research as such, but it can be about uh, going out to there to people, you know, people who you have got confidence with it in a business capacity, as it were, uh, and be able to take some really good soundings and do some research along with people you like, respect and trust who will tell you how it is and will help you to get your product mix or product proposition uh, right. And around that, you need to obviously look at about the desirability of the products. And for example, does that does a market exist for what you, that product or service or widget that you want to sell? And then around that as well, what you need to look at is things like the product mix. So, and what I mean by that is, for example, I come across a lot of people who may have got a, a fairly high uh, product proposition, which might be, you know, £10,000 or dollars or £50,000 or perhaps a quarter of a million upwards. Um, but if you don't have some entry-level products, it could be much more much more difficult for you to get certain types of business. So what you might have is you may have what we class as product for gifts, which could be free content or collateral you put out there, which accelerates the uh, relationship, relationship of trust. And um, then from that, that might then well lead to people, in effect, buying a product which is a much lower cost proposition, which may be what we class as more of a foundation product. So, for example, where we talked about here being something might be £50,000 or dollars, it might be you've got something which actually is £5,000 or dollars, or it might be £500 or dollars. But the crucial thing is there's a very easy purchase. Now, where that's particularly relevant, even for larger organizations, is if you're after a big contract, for example, it may be that uh, it's just too high risk for someone to come out to you to give you that piece of business when you're asking for a large amount of money. So quite often, it's a case of they will try you on something much smaller first. And if they have a really good experience with that product, service or widget, then they may end up be much more likely then to go in with what we class as a, a product for clients, which is your core product, as it were, um, uh, later on. And even big corporations will tend to do that. And also you find that each person you meet possibly has a different level at which they can sign off at. So it may be that by having the foundation product, again, just means you've got your foot in the door. And you make it very easy for those clients to want to, um, you know, buy your extended range of products and so on. And then for more established clients, it's about looking at, you know, what opportunities are around repeat business. Um, so upsells, uh, someone buying something more, you know, valuable, more expensive solution and equally cross sells. And within that, it may be that you've got products which are particularly suitable for member get member type products. So you can build the business base more on a referral mechanism. So uh, built around that, of course, is around product positioning and pricing. Um, but quite often people can suffer with a little bit of paralysis over there, out there. They, they sometimes they think they've got to have a completely finished product or solution before they can get, out there, get it out there. Uh, at the end of the day, customers will very quickly tell you what they actually want. So it's just quite often, it's just a case of getting on and doing it and finding out what the market wants and just keep on building and innovating and creating more solutions and products that people actually want to buy from you. Mm. So, so you mentioned, mentioned what does the market want. Uh, how, how do you determine, you know, what is what is your market? Because you might offer a product or service. Uh, and I'm thinking about the kind of how the consultancy services that we, we offer. Uh, and, and you could actually offer those to many different markets. How do you decide where to focus your attention? And is it important to focus? Uh, yeah, it is. Because unless you've got a you're a big corporation or you've got massive budgets, most of us just can't afford to try and reach the whole market. You know, we would need very very deep pockets and large amounts of money. Uh, and to be frank, a lot of the marketing money would probably be wasted. So, for example, as far as your markets are concerned, it's about understanding who your ideal clients are, and that's around a lot more around the psychographics and demographics. So, you know, psychographics much be much more about the person, their family, you know, family, their interests, their hobbies, their sports, perhaps their beliefs, uh, their ecosystems, their culture. 
whereas the demographics would be much more about things like, you know, what level of seniority are you, uh, what markets are you actually in, uh, what's the size of your company, um, which locations you wanting to target, and so on. And, for example, if you're looking to do um, track clients online, very fundamental. If you're predominantly in the business-to-business space, then you need to be looking, maybe that your chosen main platform might be LinkedIn as a case in point, and there you can do some very good uh, demographic type search to find your ideal type of clients. But if you want to search more on psychographics, LinkedIn is not great for that. And especially if you wanted to reach more of a, you know, you've got a business to consumer type product where people or individuals are buying from you, you might look at something like Facebook or Instagram or possibly Twitter because it's much easier to find people by their psychographics um, uh, and, and you're more likely to reach people in that space in the business consumer market. So that's really important. And things around competition, your differentiation, you need to look at your company position and also what you know, how people perceive you. You know, do people trust you and your brand and what you have to sell? Are people aware that you even exist? That's a good point. Good point, that isn't it? Um, I, I was chatting with someone this morning who was you know, starting out with with their business, and they were, you know, think, asking that question: How do I kind of, you know, how do I get known in my in this sector? And they were asking me about podcasts and thinking, you know, should I do a podcast? And uh, could that be a good sort of basis? And there, there is, you know, with, with individuals or growing businesses like that, you, you you know, there is a you know period of time where you probably do need to build credibility and reputation. I suspect. Uh, yes, and especially if you're transacting, you know, doing a lot online, it really is about doing things which really accelerate that relationship of trust um, as well. So, you know, what we see happen on happening a lot on social media platforms or even with email as well is people will perhaps try and connect with someone and then the moment that someone accepts the connection, they'll immediately go into a sales mode. And, of course, that drives people away. And, you know, it's, it's, it's basically... You know, with networking, for example, if you're doing networking at a business level, you would have a series of exchanges first before someone you actually even got to the point of what was relevant for you and your business, because you've almost got to cut through those barriers first, so that there's there's some you know dialogue going there and a bit a little bit of a relationship first before you can actually ask for those pieces of business. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I learned that years ago, probably when I I started in my field. I went from from very broad sort of corporate background and then I built a procurement consultancy with partners but actually my passion was people and uh, and in the first and I'd, I'd done lots of elements of that and I've been a trainer and I've led teams and but actually I was kind of establishing myself in a new marketplace and I started to build kind of an online platform I built some products and and nobody bought them because <laughs> 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 nobody knew who the heck I was from you know and I suppose now it's taken me you know, many years really to to create some awareness, and uh, and that leads to you know kind of referrals, a reputation, people saying some nice things about you, and um, then you become a much more easier source to buy from. From and I guess you've also had to learn your craft in that time too. Uh, well, that's right. And the thing is, as well, if, if you try and develop something from start to finish, so for example, let's say you're a coach or a consultant, let's say you put together a twelve week program. Well, in reality, you may put together a 12-week program, start to market what you have to sell, and find that people aren't buying it. So, um, in, and so quite often, a really good strategy for that is you may actually develop um, only two or three weeks ahead. So you'll actually develop week one and then week two, and it won't be until you've got to week three, then you start to market week one. So you're perhaps releasing the content on a time release basis once a week, for example. And that means that um, if any tweaking needs to be done before you start bringing other people in, you can get uh, week one refined. But also it means that by the time you get to week three or four, for example, uh, you've, uh, you're, a- you're able to considerably shorten the time that your product can be released to market. Um, so, and it's, it, it is fundamentally about listening to what people are telling you what they want to buy. And if they buy what you have to sell, um, you know, don't try and change too much. Just keep on trying to enhance on it and, and um, refine your proposition so that you, you can move on to the next level. Mm. So we've got a couple of minutes to a commercial break. Um, these, these components, you'd be talking about uh, you know, your products and, and your market. So these are the things that go into your marketing plan. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, although some of that would probably also cut across into your business plan as well. So uh, one of the things I 
would like to stress on this actually is um, a lot of people about talking about having putting together a formal document with marketing plans and business plans and everything else like this. And I fundamentally think that's a really good idea. But the trouble is a lot of us, a lot of the time, we will develop these things. And they once you've written it and put it together, you then put it in the bottom of the drawer and uh, forget about it. Mm-hmm. And actually what's really important is those documents, if they are documents, that they're living, breathing documents, which you're continually referring to. Um, and it doesn't have to be a document. You could use mind mapping, for example, or flowcharts and uh, other great tools like that to uh, create opportunities, you know, create crowd clarity as well in terms of what you put in place and direction. Good idea. Right, we're going to go to commercial break again now as uh, the time is uh, is moving on. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk um, a bit more about uh, sort of the next steps around kind of, uh, you know, your board leaders and teams uh, and also about... Um, about uh, systems and finance and you know brand assets and scalability uh, if we can get through all of those uh, before the end of the show so do join us again in just a couple of minutes boardroom to you voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free no obligation consultation to see how chris and his team can help you have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, Rupert. Uh, when we talk about marketing, I've just got to got to ask, you know, there, there are all these uh, sort of marketing agencies and and opportunities to to spend money on marketing. You know, what's your thoughts on on free versus uh, paid for marketing? Uh, yeah, th- thanks for asking that. Um, I mean, basically, uh, uh, it really depends an awful lot on your budgets, but uh, you can get some very good results using uh, free marketing and and you know on things platforms such as LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, and Instagram, for example. Um, the important thing to understand with that is that if you're going for free or almost free forms of marketing, invariably you're actually trading time for money. So free means typically you would physically have to do the work yourself. And obviously if you've got quite a high billable rate, 
or you you know or you are main the main person driving uh, opportunities into the business it's not always efficient it may actually be more expensive to do free than it is to do paid for um, but actually the converse is true if you're trying to, to bootstrap everything or do things at low cost then it's a great way to go and then you've also got paid for marketing as well um, paid for marketing for example if you do pay-per-click it can yield really good results more quickly the downside of it is it can be a bottomless pit, especially if you get the marketing wrong. And also, you've got to spend a lot more money making sure, for example, your landing pages and everything else um, are highly optimized because you'll end up by paying a lot more for each click and you'll end up by also impacting your conversion rates as well. So it's a, it's a really interesting um, balance to get this right. Um, but, you know, it ties in very well with the marketing plan we were talking about a moment ago. Excellent. So uh, your your next point was about board, boards, leaders and teams. I'm guessing we're kind of talking about organization and structure and things like that. Are we also talking about business culture and engagement and those things I particularly particularly love? Uh, yes, I, it, obviously it has to come from the board or the leaders to start with and work its way downwards. And the important thing is also to listen to your own teams because if we took, for example, the millennials uh, that are coming through into the workplace now, and having a big impact. Um, by about 2025, the millennials potentially could be the majority of the uh, workplace, uh, might be a 2030, depending where, you, where you're based. And um, that, that could have a, a very big cultural shift as well because they're, they're much more driven by a sense of social purpose than perhaps some people which have come more through the corporate mill and come at it from the other way around. Um, so it is really your, your baby is all about inspirational leadership, as it were, um, making sure that you've got all the relevant um, teams within your organization, uh, you know, working like a well-oiled machine or perhaps you're the conductor or your board is the conductor of the or- orchestra. So all the individual uh, musicians are the part that make it all happen, make it all work. Um, but within that as well, what can be really tough is, I mean, if you're a director or CEO of a large organization, for example, and what, it can be a quite a lonely place because you might find it difficult to confide with your other directors or some of your managers over certain things. Um, but equally, the converse is true. If you're a micro business, you might be so used to working by yourself. You don't actually have people around you uh, who may be experienced in business, be able to guide you and support you. So we feel it's really important to have outside, um, ex- outside expert and help and support. So um, you know, and hence obviously the excellent work you do. And we sort of set up, um, you know, what we class as breakthrough boardrooms and facilitated workshops where you build relationship based on depth. So you can talk about anything, both business or personally related under what we class as Chatham House rules, so it's strict rules of confidentiality. And that way you find that some amazing things happen. And some of these uh, ones both I've been a members of, but equally I've run, have been life-changing either for me or for other people who've been in the room. So, and you know, it, it, this can complement your own board leaders and teams. Or if you're a company of one, this may be your um, actual virtual board or maybe uh, the board of people you couldn't otherwise afford because you wouldn't be able to afford to employ them, but they would be your confidants, people you can really trust, who aspire to be, with like, uh, be like and help you to accelerate the growth of you and your business. Completely agree. No one ever creates anything of any great significance on their own. Um, let's talk about let's talk about briefly, you know, briefly that the area that um, you also come alive and uh, <laughs> slowly start to drift off to sleep. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> is where I need help. Um, sitting with systems. Um, yeah, what, what do we need to focus on there? Okay, uh, I promise not to make your eyes glaze over on this, Chris. Um, I, actually, systems can be fun because you implement good systems, as you well know. It's the very part that helps you to underpin and help you to uh, grow and scale your business. So um, you want, really want a really well-oiled machine. So, for example, if it's generating leads, we would class um, having so the social selling blueprint, which would be around lead generation, prospect nurturing, and general you know, sales optimization. But internally in your organization, you need, if you're a large organization, you need to look at your front office systems, your operations, your back office systems, your billing and accounting, making sure that's all working really well, your co- e-commerce systems. And um, so if you've not read his book, um, or the, your listeners haven't read the book, certainly would recommend Michael Gerber, which I'm sure is well known to many of your listeners. Uh, based around the e-myth and um, 
uh, certainly if uh, you get this right, it can work really well. Equally, if you get some of these picks wrong, it can also be the part which causes quite a bit of damage to your business. So it's about doing things in the right way because otherwise you could be scaling a problem as well. So, yeah. Hopefully, I've made your eyes glaze over on that one, Chris. No, absolutely, no. I, I completely. I'm, I'm just, just joking because you, you know, you, know <laughs> you and I have a, a laugh, and that's why you were so, so strong, and I, I so respect that because I, I absolutely know how important it is. It's just, um, I, I would, I would never, never want to um, put myself forward as somebody who really works on the detail of these systems. It's, um, it's not, not my natural flow, um, and, and that, I think that comes down as well to you know the kind of business you create and. You know, and, and ensuring you've got the right people in your business to 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 do the right things. You know, because some people are absolutely brilliant and love and um, creating systems. And um, thank goodness that's uh, <laughs> that's a few of us, I'm afraid. <laughs> so we've only got five minutes now till the uh, I've got to wrap up. So let's quick quickly talk about. Um, uh, well, let's just very quickly talk about uh, how about scalability. Okay, um, well, that ties in really well with systems, um, which you asked for it, so you've got it. <laughs> um, but it, basically, it's really about, is the business more than just you? Uh, and funny enough, that's a really big question in its own right, because we come across a lot of people who say they want to grow their business, but actually their mindset is not of one wanting to really grow and scale their business. They are very comfortable in the world they live in. And if something actually disrupts that or growth starts to become uncomfortable, they actually go the other way and they start to, start to scale back again. So that's quite a key question you need to ask yourself. And then the next thing really is about your invisible glass ceiling. So you may find during the period of your business growth, for example, that you reach certain points where for whatever reason, whatever you're doing just doesn't seem to work as efficiently as it did before. And that's what we class as your invisible glass ceiling. And quite often, it may be a case to look at your internal systems and processes, um, so you can actually uh, make those work much more effectively, or you might need to change part of your product proposition so it's much easier to serve those clients without compromising on the quality. And it's also about trying to leverage time. And then around that, your breakability. So what I mean by that is you need to make sure, if you're going to scale, you need to look at this, the multiple points of failure. Could you grow too quickly? which could mean as a consequence that something causes what you have put in place to break, and it could be as basic as cash flow and finance uh, and so on. Um, uh, you know, how well can you support that? And this ties in with scalability. Again, all that needs to be in sync. And your systemization. And I won't bore you by going to more detail on that because you'll see your eyes glaze over again in a second, Chris. Well, I, I think, I mean, I think, what I think is interesting and just it's sort of come to me, Rupert, why you know, why you and I are enjoying um, working together. And I think this is an interesting thing for people people listening and that what you need to do is you need to find people to work with who are in their flow doing the things that you're not. And uh, there are two two really important components when it comes to, you know, growing any business that, that enable you to kind of leverage it and grow it and, and scale it. And I think, you know, you've got to come up with ideas and, and new products and services. But one area that you can really leverage the growth of your business is through people and getting people very excited, engaged, teams of the right people, um, you know, engaged behind selling a product or a service. The other, the other aspect uh, is systems, is that you build systems that enable you to kind of replicate and duplicate and do things potentially online and, and create greater efficiency and enable you to get products and services out to more people. So I think that's quite interesting. It's just come to me, Rupert, you know, why you and I in our, in our conversations are, are today saying nice things about each other is that uh, there are two areas really you're fundamentally important and, and people is one of them, systems is the other. Uh, yes, <laughs> and, uh, uh, we have to uh, have them, unfortunately. Um, if you're a very small business, uh, it's not so important, but there are very good tools out there which you know most of us would find very useful to help us to improve the efficiency and flow of our business. So very relevant for small businesses too. We've just got a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes left now, Rupert. Do, do you want to you know, tell us about how people might be, you know, how people wanted to reach out to you or get in, involved with you? Um, you know, what, what, what sort of people are you looking for to connect with you? Uh, thanks, thanks for that. Uh, well, it, it, fundamentally, it's people who want to make a difference to themselves and their business, uh, who've, got, who've got a real growth mindset. And it's about trying to unleash the hidden potential 
from within and try and put that into a business context. And um, as part of that, what we like to do is share a lot of value up front. It's really important that uh, you know people can really get feel, feel that you're really interested in them and that you can de- demonstrate experience. And as part of that, we've got a lot of video content we make available on our website and also some really good diagnostic tools. And it's designed very much to help on, help people on their journey. Excellent. So we and we can share some of those uh, links out, can't we? Because you've got um, you, you can obviously connect with Rupert um, by via LinkedIn. Uh, I think you, if you um, you've also got a, a free some free video training, haven't you? Is that people get that from Business Growth? Yes. Yeah, so, so so basically, if people if you uh, your listeners go to businessgrowthbureau.com and uh, on the homepage, there's a lot of links in there to very valuable content anyway. But also, if you go to the TV video section of our uh, website, we share a lot of value up there. And um, for, you also can book a call in with me. But we're all very keen as well to help, help people through different diagnostic tools uh, to help them to achieve greater success. And a lot of that we don't uh, charge for. Uh, it's just about doing the right thing by potential clients. And then if uh, everyone's comfortable working together, then, of course, guess what? Naturally, you end up by wanting to do just just precisely that. So it's uh, simply businessgrowthbureau.com. And um, as you say, people can find me fairly easily on LinkedIn under my name, which is Rupert Honeywood, and know me in the Honeywood. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you for, for asking that one. You're welcome. You've got, th- you've got 30 seconds, Rupert. Final message. Uh, yes, yeah, so fundamentally, it really is about um, making sure that uh, uh, you're your personal, your personal values and your business values are, are very well aligned. And in terms of your um, business, it's about making sure that you've got a solid five-year plan. Um, even if it's only it's quite a brief in going further away, if you're looking much closer than that, it's about building around your beliefs, beliefs blind spots, strengths, and so on. I've got to stop you there, Rupert. Yeah. Go. Thanks so much. I've loved talking to you. you. Absolutely brilliant. So Rupert Honeywood, um, businessgrowthbureau.com. On next week's show, I have Elizabeth Vinberg-Hearn and Rolene Bloxham. Uh, they may even be from, so Elizabeth's from Sweden originally. Rolene is from, based in Holland. And it'll be myself. We may have somebody from the US as well. We're going to talk about um, about leadership and actually, you know, is there a place, you know, for, we believe in good leadership, but is there a place for ugly leadership? We're seeing it within uh, our political leaders. We're seeing it um, often within business and you know i have to say um some of these people i don't um, see as role models for my kids and i want i'm just interested in exploring you know is this um, whole area of kind of machiavellian leadership does it have a place today um and you know what can we do about it because it does feel like we're you know we're not um you know, as moralistic as we potentially could be and uh, it's having knock-on effects on you know relations around the world and even uh, sustainability of the planet so uh, do join us for what will be a lively debate next week once again a huge thank you to rupert honeywood and I do get in touch with me, Chris at chriscooper.co.uk. If you want any any got any questions, thoughts on on shows or guests, um, I always love to hear from you. Thank you. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.